Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll. This is your show on the Board YouTube channel powered by the Hammer Betting Network. I'm in a bit of a different location today, so production will be a little bit different to normal. But, of course, we are still going to give you guys the free picks you've been looking out for for the NBA, and me and Pips will go into discussion following those picks. Today we're going to be talking about Russell Westbrook. I think it's long overdue, me and Pips, discussing Russell Westbrook's fit with the Clippers. So far, not so good out there on the other side of L.A. But before we do that, uh, let's talk about the pick from yesterday. And it was a winning play, one official pick on the small slate. Uh, pulling up the BetStamp record here, we track all of our picks on BetStamp. Uh, when the picks are given out, we ensure that they are given out with the odds that are currently available for you guys to tail. Did so in this case, and we got the over on Kawhi Leonard and the over on Jordan Poole. Uh, which helps us to 99 wins in the season. 99 wins, 77 losses, good for 10.7 units of profit and 5.3% ROI. And we want to remind you guys as well that when it comes to the official picks that are on DraftKings, there are two different player prop sections available. So a lot of the times it's a combination. So Jordan Poole's main player prop spot on DraftKings, and then it was the milestone line for Kawhi Leonard, which was 20 plus. And once again, uh, we verify them before the stream starts are available. I verify them as we go. Sometimes we miss something. You guys let us know. And in the past, we have had to change wagers. And that is okay. Me and Pibs value heavily transparency. And we value uh, recapping losing days, recapping winning days. And we appreciate you guys for uh, understanding that. But with that, let's talk about the play. Um, Kawhi Leonard, solid game. Jordan Poole only needed the third quarter to cast this one. Uh, Pips, I'm sure you had your eye on this game. What did you what did you make of the Clippers Warriors game and our bet here? <clears throat> uh, the only thing that I made out this game is Jordan Poole, obviously, easily. Like no sweat. Like as I said, like he had 28 last time. This time they had higher pace and they have Russell Westbrook. So that's that's the thing that helped a lot. Uh, and he covered easily. And on the other side, we had issues in Kawhi. And the main issue is also Russell Westbrook. I don't know if he, I would like to show our fans, our, our viewers, how they defended Russell Westbrook. And I think it will be self-explanatory after that. Like, even you see the way they defend Westbrook, like, it's like defending... Dwight Howard 10 years ago, like completely ignoring him outside. Uh, Draymond Green was free safety, and Draymond Green is probably the best in the, the best free safety in the history of the NBA. And he was free safety out of Westbrook, and Westbrook couldn't hit any wide open shots. And Greek Draymond was helping on Kawhi and and Paul George and made life very difficult for the Clippers. And that's why Golden State won. Like Draymond Green won the game. Like Westbrook and Draymond Green won the game for the 
for for the Golden State Warriors because it was so easy to defend Clippers with Westbrook on the floor. Like Draymond Green, those things take to just completely completely another level. Like that's just in, insane. And yeah, that's that's it. Like that's fortunately uh, Kawhi managed to clear this line. But yeah, that's. But that was difficult with with the way they defended him. Yeah, um, if you guys haven't seen photos of the way they defended uh, Russell Westbrook, then I would sincerely encourage you guys to go have a look at that one. Um, getting to the uh, sorry, going back to the record, it's been very successful so far this season, uh, and we are looking to add in the 100th win of the season. We'll go into the official picks in just a second here. Um, one of the lines has moved to a different number, really bad timing at this, but the, uh, we're just going to communicate in the back here, uh, and see if we can find either something to substitute it or if perhaps, uh, we can take it at the different line, but two of the official plays that we have for today that are currently available here, checked and verified as we always do. They're not available as always. We would not give them out in respect to you guys and respect to viewers. We're not trying to hide anything from you first let's go to the second pick we'll get to the first pick again in just a second here this one is widely available we have rudy gobert over 11 and a half rebounds against the lakers for the timberwolves plus 102 at FanDuel. that is the widely available option if you have FanDuel. if you have other sports books i'm seeing this at plus 105 plus 106 as well um i'm in ontario i've access to some different ones uh you may have access but plus 102 is a good price to take here on gobert other one, again, this one is also available. We have Zach Levine over 20 and a half points paired with Devin Booker, 20 plus points for minus 105 odds at DraftKings. So once again, reminding everybody that when it comes to these bets that are posted here, uh, they're on DraftKings. A lot of the ones that we get, that Pips gives out are on DraftKings. The ones that are available on DraftKings, they have two different player prop sections. So it's important to understand that you need to make sure you check on both of the player prop sections. So for the Devin Booker one, it's treated as if it's a milestone bet for the 20 plus. So Devin Booker's point lines, the lowest you'll see is 22 and a half. If you scroll down a little bit more, you'll see Devin Booker's other section for points, which is 20 plus, which is where you can find that. Zach Levine in his point section is currently at 21, over 21 and a half as the lowest number. Also, we want to remind you guys that the show takes a little bit of time here. We usually go around 30 minutes or so on the show. So by the end of the show, some of these things could move off and be different to uh, different to um, what we give out at the time of release. Okay, we're ready to give out the second pick. A uh, little amendment here, um, just to let you guys know, the pick is going to be shown because I cannot change the graphic right now. Uh, but just so you guys have it, this is available at BetMGM, not DraftKings. Uh, but it's Josh Giddy over 16 and a half points and over five and a half rebounds. That is in the Jazz and Thunder game. That is your third pick. And once again, that is available at BetMGM, not DraftKings anymore. So uh, for anybody only watching, not listening to audio, we'll put it up here. I will change the graphic in just a second there. But those were the three official picks. You see them on the bottom of the screen now. And we are all set to go. All right. With that, um, only reason I'm going for... Uh, only reason that I'm uh, going in depth is that we, we had some communication issues with one of the viewers yesterday that we are trying to avoid here. 
So with that, we can allow Pips now to go into the first official play, and that is the Josh Giddy same game parlay. So that's the this one is, I think it's great uh, because uh, the last game did uh, these two teams played. Josh Giddy scored exactly 18 points, and he had he has shooting eight from 23. Like that's completely not. He's shooting almost 50% on the season. And then I think that was the season high in field goal attempts. And he scored only 18 points because he was he missed so many shots. And the interesting part of that bet is Shea was playing, and Shea took 26 field goal attempts. And all good, all good. Just something in the yeah. background. Yeah. Uh uh sorry. Uh, so uh, Gide scored 18 points in the last time they played with Shea shooting 26 times. So without Shea and, as I said, against Utah Jazz, pick-and-roll scorers, dominant ball guys with the ball in their hands and especially um, scoring for the paint. And George Gide is scoring a ton of his points in the paint. He's 70% of his shooting is comes from the paint. And that's a great spot against the Jazz. Also, when he get in the last game against the Jazz, he had 11 rebounds. So I just love this spot for him. When like last 10 games with 25 or more minutes, he scored 17 or more points in nine out of the last 10, and also had these rebounds cashed in nine out of the last 10. So when he gets the minutes, he Cash cash the rebounds pretty easily, but it's correlated with his points, and I love this spot. I think if he gets 30 minutes, he's clearing both. Uh, very great, very good matchup against the Jazz. With they they allow they don't allow a lot of rebounds to opposing bigs, but they are top five in rebounds allowed to point guard, shooting guard, and small forwards, and that's the the way that's the position Giddy usually operates in. So without Shea, I think this is a great spot for Gide. I'm not a huge fan of Gide, but he should have a monster usage and monster. Like, no one to defend him on the Utah Jazz team. No one to have this size to... He'll just shoot over the players and get inside. And yeah, that's I love it for George Gide tonight. Yeah, and, and so, so some good news here. Apparently, this is now active on DraftKings at the price. Move back down is available also at BetMGM at minus 120. Uh, just checked, verified again. That is the same. Uh, correction from earlier was when I read the graphics, I said 20 and a half on Levine for anybody in audio format. Uh, it is 21 and a half, which is a price that was played at for the Zach Levine bet, which we will get to in just a moment here. But let's move now into into the second pick from the show. This is for Rudy Gobert on the rebounds. And I say, I, I think the only time you ever go for rebound bets here, Pips, is when it's Rudy Gobert. And for you to take a rebound bet, you have to really, really like the spot here. So interested in your thoughts uh, on this Gobert play against the Lakers. So Rudy Gobert is actually, so like, it's about his minutes. When he gets the minutes, he cleared this line easily, like easily. And tonight he needs to be out, out there to, to defend Anthony Davis. Usually the when he loses the time, when he's playing, 
against great shooting teams that just go small and get Rudy out of the court, of the court. And tonight he needs to defend Davis. So I think he'll get more minutes than usual. And Gobert, when playing 28 or more minutes, he has 13 rebounds average. And Lakers allowed the fourth most rebounds to opposing centers. And I'll just name a couple of. So Tillman had 11. He's not a great rebounder. He had 11. Uh, Kevin Looney had 15 of the bench in 20 minutes. Jonas and Willi Hernan Gomez combined for 22. Both had 11. And they, spare, they like played 20. Like Jonas played 30 minutes, had 11 rebounds. And Willi played 20 minutes and had 11 rebounds. Eubanks had 9 rebounds in 23 minutes. Looney had 13 rebounds. Jonas had, again, 14 rebounds. Hartenstein, 30, like, they are allowing a lot of rebounds. And worse rebounder were clearing this line against the Lakers. And as I said, Gobert is, like, you can say whatever you want about Gobert, but he is great rebounder. He has a bit down season this season because... He is playing with a new team and yeah, so some differences. But I think when he gets the minutes, he will still be able to clear this line. We are getting plus money. He cleared this line in so if you, if you take a look at the last 15 games, he cleared this line. If you take a look at the last 20 games, he cleared this line in 70%. So when he gets them when he gets 28 or more minutes. And if he go even further and like say like he plays 30 minutes, uh, he clearing this line in eight of the last 10 with average of 13.5 rebounds. So like getting plus money at 11.5 is really interesting because Lakers allow so much rebounds. And earlier this season, he played against the Lakers. And unfortunately, AD didn't play in that game, but he ended up having 21 rebounds in that game. So, like, I'm just wanting him to get the minutes. And with huge minutes, he should be able to smash this line without much problem. Yeah, and, and sportsbooks are very much reacting to this one. This one ha- has has moved. After us giving it out, it has moved. Once again, all we can do is is give it out at the price. A lot of the times, the action that comes off this show steams the lines as well, which is why uh, very important to get in early for these shows. But uh, there's still some places with plus money on this one if you can continue to shop around. But once again, remind you guys to get in early on that. But let's move in. I mean, that's just the mark of a really good play for it to move so much off the line so quickly with action like that. So let's move now into the, the third official pick. Pull it up here. It is Zach Levine over 21 and a half points uh, paired with Devin Booker, 20 plus points. Again, the Devin Booker will be in the milestones line in the second section of his player props. Pips, take us away on this one. So, Zach Lavin is started playing great over the last couple of games. I mean, like we we bet him a couple of times this season, and he failed us. Yes, but As since many then, Chicago Bulls have done. <laughs> yeah, since then he's been on a tear. I will say, like last ten games, he's just crushing this line. Like if you take a look, at the last uh, he I think he last. 11 games with 20 or 28 or more minutes he cashed in eight scored 23 or more in eight 
And Anders came against the Raptors, who just did everything to stop Lavin and the Rosen. Yeah. And bad shooting night, uh, a poor shooting night against the Bucks. He was five for sixteen, five for sixteen, and scored still scored eighteen points. And it was blowout. He played less minutes than usual, so poor shooting night with blowout combined needed to get his under. Last game, he's coming into this game after scoring 41 against the Pistons. And I think tonight the matchup is decent for him because Josh Okogi and probably KD will be guarding the uh, Rosen. And Lavin will probably go against Devin Booker. or I, It will be very interesting to see who, who will guard uh, who will guard Zach Lavin mm-hmm. and love this matchup and on the other side every game so far this season Bulls double team KD and they I don't think they can put DeMar DeRozan to defend KD and I'm not I'm not uh, if Billy Donovan I'm not going to rule anything out here yeah, but he did uh, double team. Uh, even when Patrick Williams was playing, uh, starting for the Bulls, he did double team KD every game so far. So I just expect him to do the same. Mm-hmm. And Booker had actually, last game uh, when KD started, Booker actually had one of the highest usage games of the season with K- next to KD. He had 40% usage and uh, annihilated his line, even though everyone was thinking, okay, KD is now here, so... Booker will take step back. I don't think so. Chris Paul will take a step back. Joshua Kogi will take a step back. DeAndre Ayton will probably get a couple of less touches, but I don't think this will affect much of a Booker. The only thing will be like more attention to, to, to KD, so Booker will have easier way to cook. So we are combining these two for... for, for. I, I would actually go with KD, but limited minutes. So it's, it's still down to to Booker to 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 play like ten minutes of or even if like half the minutes without KD on the floor. So it's still he will still be the first scoring option. I think he will be throughout the season first scoring option. I think he will shoot more than KD, but of course we we all expect KD to be just more efficient. So like so there will be good games when Booker shoots like twenty five times. We see KD with eighteen field goal items and. They will score the same same number of points because KD is just an efficient beast. So yeah. I, I just think I think Booker will get his shots in, in this game, especially with KD probably being double team, the good spot for him. And also uh, the thing is uh, Phoenix Suns just single cover, and if they decide to double team anyone, that will be Demar Derozan, not Zach Lavin. So. I'm pretty comfortable with Zach Lavin getting his shots. And I don't favor Vucevic against the Aiton. Beverly and Caruso won't even shoot DeMar DeRozan in tough matchups. So it's down to Lavin to make to make up the scoring for, for the Bulls. This is one where I, I kind of feel like the so the, the Suns are favored here by three and a half widely. Uh, and they're playing away. I, I'm still a little fearful. The Suns can like put something together here. They can just absolutely blow this Bulls team out of the water. But um, I don't think that should factor into the the handicap. Uh, I did want to kind of ask with a little bit of uncertainty about the minutes, um, or at least do you? F- maybe you don't feel there's any uncertainty here. 
Uh, curious about what you think the distribution is going to be like from a ball perspective, who gets the ball when, when Kevin Durant is on the floor at the same time as Devin Booker. What do you think they're going to be doing to try and get both these guys their touches? They'll just see who, how, I mean, that will be throughout the game. They'll just feel like, is it KD night or Devin Booker night? And how they defend KD and how they de defend Booker? So I'll actually like interesting, but if they focus more on KD, on more on KD, they will go to KD, but probably to just open up the the, the the things for. So they will go to KD, but he will open up the things for Devin Booker and Hayton because KD is very capable passer, especially out of double things. Oh yeah. And if there is no option to 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 pass to, he'll just shoot over everyone, and yeah, that's KD. Yeah, and sometimes when I watch KD, you just like like as a because I do like Raptors streams, right? When KD hits a shot, I just go, "That's that's KD." What, what are you gonna do? You, you can't yeah. do anything about that. All right, let's transition now into the discussion piece. Um, I can't believe we waited this long to talk about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Clipper. Um, that was a bit of a shock to me when they signed Russell Westbrook at all. Uh, we thought the Clippers were gonna go for a point guard at the trade deadline. They kind of did. They, they got Bones Highland. Um, they added in, I guess, Eric Gordon can do a job as a ball handler. Definitely not a point guard, though. But their point guard answer, it seems, is Russell Westbrook. I was surprised by that. I was even more surprised when I found out they were going to be starting Russell Westbrook. <laughs> starting him. And I'm not going to put this completely on Russ, but in the last four games since Russ has joined, they have lost every single game. Pips. What were your initial thoughts on the Russell Westbrook signing by the Clippers? They actually lost four in a row with Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a problem against the the King the Kings in the first game. I think it was well, very no problems. But this is the thing, like the last game, when you have a playoff caliber game against the very experienced team, against the players like Draymond Green, one of the best defensive defensive players of all time, he won't let you get away with playing Russell Westbrook. Like, yeah. Like, just, you can't win when you're playing four versus five. Like, and it's not that you're playing four versus five. You're actually allowing one of the best defensive players to just cover all everything. Like off out of off of you. Like he was like staying so far away from Russell Westbrook that he was like Kawhi Kawhi gets the ball. I'm, He's I'm there. Gonna, I'm gonna pull it up here, a photo of it, but keep going. Yeah, I actually have the link for for the things that I that I'm talking about. I'll also get to you. It's on the it's on the Twitter, so it shouldn't be any problems. I'll yeah. just just second to I'll share it to you in Telegram. Just waiting for it to open up. Yeah, you can show what you have. Maybe we have the same thing. Yeah, uh, okay. but essentially, he was. It's it's how Ben Simmons gets defended. It is literally like you don't even treat him as as a threat, and it just like you said, Draymond Green is a free safety who is the the best in the league at doing that. Uh, yeah, I hear you. 
pull it up here. Let me... I think this is important for the viewers who didn't watch the game to understand what are we talking about. Yeah, here. yeah, my, mine's loading it as well. I should have had this beforehand, but it's okay. Yeah, I think this is. And, yeah. and I remember I so uh, I don't know how you stay up for all these games. I certainly don't stay up for every game. I remember this game was pretty close, and then in the third quarter, it just completely uh, blew open, and. Like it, it's getting really tough for the Clippers to play Westbrook in the fourth quarter. And I think this is just going to be the first of a lot of different teams that take yeah. this and, and run with this yeah. because it's so. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I think it was uh, 66, 66, five minutes into the second half. And that's like you, for the rest of the game, they were outscored like 65 to 35. So. Unbelievable. So, yeah. yeah, this is like the way the the. So yeah, at this pic photo, we have Draymond Green actually watching Russell Westbrook and paying attention to him. Most of the time, he wasn't even looking at him at all. Like, like he was looking like who is running behind to open up, and he'll just cover it and take away the pass from the Russell Westbrook and that's it. So I think if you can like open the video, I don't know if you can I, I can't I can't do the video unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So that will be so be, can you post the link in the yeah, chat? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put the link to the tweet that uh Pips is referencing in chat for you guys to check out. But it's uh it, it's just how, like, the Clippers saw, what, what's so confusing to me, the Clippers saw this stuff. They saw what happened with the Lakers. What made them think that this would work? And I, 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 I like Ty Lue as a coach. I think that he is he does a very good job. He, he, he's very much known for his in-game adjustments and his little tinkering throughout the game that, that makes his team so successful. That's what he's known for. But what would make him want to go with Russ? Like it's one thing for the organization to decide to sign him, but it's a completely other thing for Ty Lue to start him. And that's, what's been the most confusing thing to me. Cause like you said, when you're playing against a team like the Clippers or, or like the, the Warriors who have Draymond green, like you are, you are just completely heightening everything that is good about Draymond green's defense that no matter how old he is, he is always going to be able to read space. He's always going to be able to direct his teammates. And they can find so many different mismatches or, or doubles on defense. Like here's the another photo that kind of shows it a bit more. Like Draymond Green is risking threes. In the, it's like he's playing as, as the base of a zone defense. And he's playing man-to-man with, with Russell Westbrook. Um, yep. So you've watched this. You've watched the Clippers a lot. Um, what does it look like with him on the floor? Because... When John Wall came to the Clippers, the idea was John Wall was going to, okay, he's going to accept that he's no longer the top one of the top players. He's going to be more of a creator for Kawhi and Paul George. That obviously didn't happen. John Wall refu- outright pretty much refused to do that. For Russell Westbrook, do you feel like he's sort of kind of taking a step back or is it similar to what he was doing with the Lakers? He, for sure, he's taking a step back. He didn't force anything in neither of these games. He shot, he shot yesterday because he'll get the ball and he will tell, like, be wide open for 10, 10 seconds and no one will get open because Draymond Green is doing, like, everything. 
covering everyone and he'll just okay like i don't have the solution to pass i need to shoot now and i don't think he was forcing anything it just just like i, I this is like if they're playing kings russell westbrook is not a problem at all I, i think he's actually a positive in that game because kings don't have like the de- defensive minded guys and defense on that level to to but, exploit russell westbrook but the playoffs but playing a, yeah but that's the problem when they get to the playoffs every team is great like on defense like even kings will when it's a playoff game they will try to at least uh exploit it so it will be a huge problem down the stretch i don't think they can play russell westbrook more than 25 minutes of the bench and that's the issue and i think tyloo went with russell westbrook because okay we like getting like that kind of player that kind of caliber of a player for basically zero like it, it was cheap so yeah i think i don't think he uh i don't think russell westbrook is unplayable i think russell westbrook is a good player for that price like you just need to play him like some i think he could actually work in some small ball lineups without bigs and i think that could work off the bench without big like yeah but, but playing plum with zubats with westbrook that one for like zero yeah, yeah. If it works. yeah i think you're right I could see a lineup where he's they're playing like they're playing like four guys on the outside for him to kick out to they kind of use him like kind of like Giannis. obviously it's yeah. not Giannis, but Giannis drives kicks and yeah and what respirator can still get to the, the rim i mean he does miss a, a few layups here and there but um I, i agree he's not he's definitely nba caliber uh he definitely has ability it's about the mindset which clearly was not uh, agreeable from the lakers coaching staff to his game uh and led to problems beyond just what was happening on the court um personally like i think the clippers just should have done a better job getting a point guard and not having to settle for this but uh this is the decision they're going with and uh I'm very curious to see what this will look like in the playoffs as you're mentioning about the lineups but um before we go here uh one more question from Brian just a quick one he's asking it's a big slate what is the most exciting game on the slate uh Pips you're watching tons of games as always which matchup are you most looking forward to seeing today oh let me just go through this late so many games so. sure uh i i i'll go first then my curiosity is very very high onto what this phoenix game is going to look like i wish there was a better defense to kind of force them into doing different things but i think even for this one like i'm just curious to see how they attack the chicago bulls team with so many weaknesses on defense one thing i was the bulls played the raptors on tuesday i couldn't believe they started caruso playing 1v1 on Pascal Siakam. Just genuinely could not believe that. Siakam had a good first quarter. Actually didn't have a great game, but Patrick Williams not starting is is quite baffling to me. And I'm sure Bulls fans as well. Uh but Pips, any any thought favorite game on the night slate? Big slate for Friday. Favorite game. Then the Nuggets against the Memphis. That's I think that's pretty clear winner. For yeah. the most interesting game of the of the night, so, I don't know. <laughs> what to in the West. Like 
Knicks and Heat would be probably interesting, but I yeah. don't see it being some great game to watch. It will be low-scoring game with plenty of bad offense, especially from the Heat. Poor offense, I would say. Uh, Warriors and Pelicans could be interesting game for sure, and probably Lakers versus Wolves. But I don't want to watch that game, and I probably won't because, yeah, I love my you, eyes. You won't. You won't be watching for the uh, Go Bear rebounds. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> care. Like I'm betting rebounds. Like I don't need to watch him. Like. That's the most frustrating thing you could do. Like watch the ball bounce on the second it's other the side of him every yeah, time yeah. and being like cursing him. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, so sense. I know I don't think I'll watch that game. It's it's like completely last game of the slate in the early in the morning. So I'll probably went to bed. Or maybe I'll see for the first half and see like we are getting two rebounds and going to bed. Like yeah, this next week. I don't think so. it will be like Knicks 110 and Heat 75. <laughs> the, the, the Heat offense is one of the worst, probably the worst in the league. We don't count these tanking teams, but out of the teams in the playoff spots, they are even worse than Toronto Raptors offense. So that's... that's, that's on, you, you didn't have to do me like that, man. <laughs> why, do you, why did you got to rope the Raptors into that? <laughs> Yeah, they're playing the pretty same like offense, like no yeah, structure. They, on, they on, got wrecked on, by the, they got wrecked structure. by the Wizards yesterday. So I think I think the criticism is is warranted. Uh, but with that, no more Raptors. It works for the Heat. Like <laughs> when they score over one hundred and five points, it's Christmas. So. <laughs> All right, so it, it, don't expect fireworks there. Potentially expect fireworks in the Nuggets Grizzlies game. Um, what's actually the over under? The over under this Heat game is two fourteen, which is very low for modern NBA. And in the Memphis game, it's two thirty three ish. Okay, so let's wrap up the show. Uh, we could be seeing our one hundredth win on the show this season. Ninety nine and seventy seven record is being put to the test here. Uh, ideally. Ideally, you want to get over 100 today yeah. rather than just getting to 100 because uh, we're at 99 and we have three picks to go over, but we'll see how they all play out. Here are the plays once again uh, at the time given out, verified and checked by myself, by the chat and by Pibs available when they were given out. First of all, Jazz at the Thunder, Josh Giddy over 16 and a half points and over five and a half rebounds for minus 120 at DraftKings. Second play. Rudy Gobert over 11.5 rebounds, which was plus 102 at FanDuel. This is in the Lakers game we were speaking about. This one has definitely moved at FanDuel. It uh, could be available in other places, but definitely has moved off since the start of the show. Yeah, this is this is still plus 100 at BetMGM. So. That's, I got to tell you, the way FanDuel moved off, I think I saw it at minus 115. Yeah, minus 118. Very good. Minus okay. 118. If you so, can yeah. get that Gobert bet and plus money, very, very, very good spot. Third play is in the that is sorry, I have the the wrong teams listed, my mistake. But it is Zach Levine over 21 and a half points and Devin Booker 20 plus points for minus 105 at DraftKings. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this week on another week on pick and roll. Please make sure you are subscribed to the board YouTube channel, show your support to the channel. Please also make sure you drop a like to show your support. These picks are tracked and verified on BetStamp. We have all of our tracking available there. We always recap winning days, losing days. And along with the BetStamp tracking, 
Pips also does the tracking himself. So third-party tracking, there is individual tracking to ensure that we are always giving you guys the fair prices that you can get on these sports books. Let's hope for a good way to end off the week. Let's hope for a great weekend to celebrate these wins. And we'll see you guys on Monday for more from Pick and Roll. 